This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Final full hour. 106.7 The Fan. Team 980. Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you up until... 6.30 when we turn it over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for some Nationals baseball. Continuing some football discussion, you want to hop in 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, or you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. going to play some Brian Robinson audio for you in just a little bit, but first let's get out to Andy and Sterling. Andy, what's going on? Man, I'm doing all right. How about yourself, buddy? Doing well, Andy. You staying safe in this crazy weather? Yeah, I tell you, it's crazy, man. It reminds me of Florida, actually. So uh, <laughs> it's getting hotter as hell. Hey, man, uh, getting back to Sam Howell for a second, he kind of reminds me of a bigger, stronger, uh, a better runner, better, a stronger arm than uh, Baker Mayfield. Now, I don't know if that's a good comparison or not. I can see some Baker in his game. Yeah, I don't think that's a terrible comparison. Yeah, actually, what I wanted to ask you was, um, I, I don't know if you've been to training camp or not, but who do you think they're going to put in at punt returner or kick returner? Those two positions have really sucked for the past couple of years, ever since Andre what, Andre Carter left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I'm, do you think, bud? I'm interested to see that as well. So what they did today, they had Dax Milne taking punt returns off the jugs machine. He muffed two. Uh, I think that Dotson is a real possibility at punt returner. I don't think they would put him back there to return kicks, but I think they liked Gibson back there. We'll see. I think Chris Rodriguez was returning some kicks today, catching some of those. We'll see. I don't know that they're going to have an impact player on kick returns right now, especially with some of these new rules and things. I don't. Who knows how much they're going to be putting emphasis on kick returns anymore? Punt returns, I think, are more important at this point, just because of the fact that you can make some plays and there's not tons of restrictions on what you can do. So I would expect Dotson to return some punts, but I think that they're going to want to try to keep him healthy. So I, it might just be Dax Milne again doing punts. We'll see. If he makes the team, I would bet that the reason he's on the team is to return punts. I don't know that they want him. Who knows? Honestly, like I, I, I don't know what you want with the punt returning because I think Jah- if you're playing Madden, it's pretty simple. You throw Jahan back there, but I think they're a little bit worried about throwing him back there, him getting hurt, it messing up what they're trying to plan to do on offense. So I think similar to how Deshaun Jackson used to be, maybe they will have whoever is the punt returner. But if it's a big situation and they need a nice return, Jahan's going back there. So I think that that for the punt return, 
For kick return, it would not surprise me one bit again if they just sent Gibby back there and see what he can do again. I think he was solid last year. I think everyone was overhyping him a little bit as a kick returner, but I wouldn't hate to see Gibson back there because if you're not going to get the ball in his hands on offense as much as I would like, I still think he should touch the ball 15 times a game because I think that he should run the ball a little bit more. But if you're not going to do that, then get the ball in his hands on kickoffs and try that. We'll see. I think that Gibson would make some sense, but who knows? But I want to pivot over to the running back position because looking at Brian Robinson today, he looked pretty explosive. He looked like a guy that really is a lot different than last season. And he talked about that the other day in his press conference. Here's what Brian Robinson had to say. Well, now, one time I felt like Brian Robinson. So, no, that's night and day from then to now. So, people should expect a, a lot of you know, great things to come for you compare all the things I did while I was you know, limping around all, all year last year. And that's the thing. I mean, you look at what he did last season, and I thought he was a solid running back. I don't think he was great. I don't think he was below average by any means. But what you could depend on from Brian Robinson last season was he was always going to fall forward. He was going to get you yardage. The thing that held him back was he was not explosive. I liked him overall as a running back, but the thing that I didn't like was whenever he'd break through the line, whenever there'd be some open field, it didn't seem like he could get to it. You know, that burst was just missing. That's why I kind of like Gibson. Gibson has that burst. Now, he wouldn't always get through the line, and he's not quite as powerful a runner as Robinson. But if there was some green grass ahead, Gibson could burst into it. It didn't seem like Robinson had that extra gear. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd get to that spot where you're like, oh, this is going to turn into a big run, and he'd get caught by someone. And instead of a 20-yard gain, it just settled for a six-yard gain. You could see the green grass, but he just couldn't get there. And so I wonder if this season, he said he feels night and day different. I wonder if this season, if he's going to have that burst. I mean, you you got to remember what this guy went through. Having a bullet wound, a gunshot wound, and your knee like that, I mean, that obviously has to be traumatizing, number one. But then to be able to just physically come back and play, I mean, you've got to be a little bit off. I mean, the bullet went through his knee. <laughs> you know, like, something, you're not supposed to have that happen. So, who knows? Maybe he's got some of that burst back. Because if you watched him at Alabama, he looked like he had more burst than what he had last year. It's not like he was a speed back by any means at Alabama. It's not as if he was busting off huge runs. But he had a little bit of giddy up. Just a little bit. Enough to take that six, seven yard run. You see the green grass. Maybe he doesn't burst it like Gibson and get 20 yards, but instead he gets 14 or 15. If he can get that, I think it could be a difference maker for this offense. Because if they wanted to, they could just pound him into the ground, kind of like the Titans have done with Derrick Henry. He's shown that he can do that. And that was when he wasn't fully healthy. Imagine if you can get this guy at 100% and you can hand him the ball. You draft a guy in Chris Rodriguez that does a lot of the same things. If if Robinson needs a break, throw in Rodriguez and run him into the dirt and see what happens. And then you got Gibson as the change of pace third down back. 
I like their running back room, and I'm intrigued to see what they do. And the first couple of days, I didn't see much of it today, but the first couple of days, you heard about Robinson was getting out of the backfield and catching the football, and they were very impressed with his hands. And we'll see what happens with him. I think that Gibson has a lot of tools that I would like to see utilized a lot better. But if their plan is to run it with Robinson and use him as the primary back, which it seems, which all signs point to, I think that the, he can be a three-down back for them. He's not going to be as explosive as Gibson. He's not going to be as good a route runner, as good a pass catcher as Gibson. But he doesn't have to be. I think that first and second down, you can definitely depend on Brian Robinson being out there. Maybe they'll use Gibson as a change of pace, but definitely is probably that third down back. But I think in a pinch, if they needed to, they could leave Brian Robinson out there. I really do. I think that he's got a lot of untapped potential in the passing game. The big thing for me, and I've mentioned it already, is that burst. If that burst comes back, if he can get to that next gear, it's going to make a huge difference for this offense. Because you saw in that Philly game last year when they just ran the ball, 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 and just kept handing it to B-Rob, he can make plays. And it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. And to be honest with you, there doesn't have to be much of a hole. Just don't have the line going backwards right away, and he can make something of it. Just run into someone's back and push him forward for two or three yards each and every time, and he can do that all game long. He's shown you that. Now it's about when you get that little bit of a hole on the left side and you see it, can you get through it and get to the next level? Because there was a time today where he was making some moves, he got through the line, and it was one-on-one, him and Emmanuel Forbes. You think Forbes is making that tackle? (laughs) I don't. I'd love to see him try to make that tackle. I'd love to see any corner try to make that tackle on Brian Robinson in the open field. Dude's flash. It ain't happening. Brian Robinson's running him over. Remember that Falcons game? Brian Robinson said, I'm going to go in the end zone. I don't care if you're standing in front of me. He's going to do a whole lot of that. So I think that Brian Robinson is primed for a big year. Doc Walker, on before me a couple hours ago, was talking about Brian Robinson being a sneaky pick for the most valuable player on this offense, on this team this year. And I think he's dead on. I think that Brian Robinson has a lot of potential. And I know a lot of people last year were like, well, it's Gibson's job still, and who knows. But they're both third-round running backs. So there was never more draft capital invested in Gibson than Robinson. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch because one thing you cannot say about the enemy coming to Washington is that he does not have weapons. Maybe he doesn't have the quarterback play. Maybe he doesn't have the offensive line. But he has the weapons. We talk about the receivers all the time. I think the tight ends are slept on a little bit. I don't think that they're spectacular by any means, but I think that Logan Thomas is serviceable and decent. I think that Cole Turner, depending upon his development, could be a good receiving tight end. I think that John Bates is exactly what you want John Bates to be in that role. But we don't talk about the running backs a whole lot. And Gibson, super talented. Rodriguez, nice change of, you know, nice back up for Robinson, and Robinson is that nice, pounding running back, and if he gets that burst back, look out. All right, we're going to take a break. I want to hear from Ron Rivera. He talked after practice today. Hear what he had to say. Lots of fans out in attendance in Ashburn today, even though it was crazy, crazy hot out. 
We'll hear from Ron Rivera next here on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app. Phil B. Altizer with you for... A little over an hour until we turn it over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats and Mets Game 3. It was a hot one out in Ashburn today. I was able to be out there and watch training camp just as a fan. It was awesome to see all the fans out there. But after practice, Ron Rivera talked with the media. Here's what Coach Rivera had to say. Well, in light of the you know the past three seasons, it, 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 it was truly incredible. It was truly amazing and exciting. I mean... Uh, First of all, you know, I, I, I really appreciate, we, we really appreciate the fans. Um, first and foremost, I, I, you know, I, I know it's always been there. They've always been there and they've always been supportive, especially when, you know, we've been out in the community and stuff. But lately now with the way things are, with the opportunity for them to come out here and knowing that this is where we are at training camp, to see them come out in, 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 in force today, that was excellent. That was outstanding. Our, our players really appreciate it. I know our ownership appreciates the, uh, the renewed interest and stuff. Um, and I'm really appreciative of it. And for you, it, just in doing your job, it, how would you describe like moving forward here? Do you feel a sense of relief? Do you? How, how are you kind of looking at this season now with all this kind of renewed spirit around the team? Well, I think it's really cool just because you know now the focus, the primary focus, uh, and answering questions really going to be concerned about the football team, the X's and O's, what's going on on the field. Um, you know, I, I know there will be questions eventually about the new stadium and about you know potentially who knows a new name. But um, I think the biggest thing is we can talk about the players and, and, and we can talk about what we're trying to do and how we're trying to get it done. Um, and, and, and I think that's probably the most important thing. Where does today fit in? Fans have been excited when you've been here before, the Tampa Bay playoff game, the Sunday night game against the Giants last year at home. Like, where does this fall in terms of your tenure and excitement you've seen? Well, I think it's right, right, right near the top. I mean, because it's... it's, it's, it's before the season, it's before, you know, we've gone through training camp and, and preseason games. So that's what's exciting. And, 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 and I know a lot of people go, oh, you know, well, this team's been that, this team's that. Well, you know what? It, this team was. 
Now let's let's talk about what we can become, and, and that's what I, you know we've been talking to players about all campus about you know this is about trying to determine and establish who we are going to be going forward, and most anything else, you know, you, you want to make sure that the culture is good, um, you know, that the character on this team is good, and then we're good as a football team. We're good as football players, and, and that's what we're doing right now in training camps, trying to develop and grow these guys. Emmanuel Forbes, I think, had his first pick of camp today. What are what are you seeing from him, and, and what are realistic expectations for him this season? Well, I think realistic expectations are for him is at every opportunity he gets is to play and play well. Um, he's a young man that works hard. He's a very smart, diligent young man when it comes to learning and trying to learn. Um, he's got tremendous study habits. He does the things that he needs to do to, to, to put himself in position. And then when you watch the way he plays, you see how he, he plays. Um, he practices the way I believe he's going to play, and that's hard and smart. I don't know if you think like this as a coach, but when you bring him in to address turnovers, his ball skills, are you thinking like, hey, we would love to get three or four or five out of him, or is it? do you not even go there in terms of concrete numbers? Yeah, yeah I mean, concrete numbers are unfair because a lot of it has to do with circumstances. I mean, I know, and, you, and, you know, and, and I'm not comparing him to Sauce Gardner, but you know, I know a lot of people expect a lot of things from Sauce. Well, sometimes people recognize it real quick and they don't throw the ball his way. And then everybody's going to know, well, how come he hadn't got those numbers? So it's, it's about how he can impact the game and, and, and impact the takeaways, you know. Um, big part of the reason why, you know, we have such an emphasis on takeaways is because, you know, analytically looking at us, looking at where we were, I think we were somewhere around 27th in, in turnover uh, and, and takeaway margin. And the analytics show that, you know, takeaway here or don't turn it over there and, and, and you may potentially we could have won a game or two more. And we know what happens if we had won a game or two more. So the big thing that we want to stress is the continued effort of protecting the football and taking the football away. Hey, Ron, what's, for an offense, what's the line between taking what the defense gives you but dictating terms and you determining where the ball is going or things like that? What's that line for a coordinator for an offense? Well, I mean, it, it's... And when you're taking what they're giving you, is it enough? You know, are you capable of moving the ball and sustaining those drives by throwing the check down, by throwing the quick throws, um, by, you know, by running the ball? Or every now and then, do you have to go ahead and, and try and make an explosive vertically? Um, and that's where the fine line is. It is, is what you're taking, what they're giving you, is that enough to sustain it? And that's what's got to be determined, you know. Um, I go back to a couple games last year that we had where when we were running the ball very effectively on first and second down and we kept putting ourselves in third and short situations, you know, we, we became really good at converting at third and short. So that's what you've got to be able to determine. And then if not, when do you take that vertical shot for the explosive? That's the other thing that, you know, as, as you look at it, um, you, you have to find that fine line because you can't come out and put yourself in the deficit right off the bat and go for a vertical next thing you know you're second long um you know because it you know it's shown if, if you're in second and long it's 39 percent chance that you're not going to have success it, it increases by 39 percent that you're not going to have success the turnover rate increases the 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 the, the non-conversion rate uh increases so again you want to be good on first and second downs so, uh, to that end, how did you feel about the uh, distribution of targets this week in terms of running backs, tight ends, receivers? It seemed like the, the running backs and tight ends were fed a lot, especially today. What did you kind of make of where, that part right now? 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, again, we are further along on the defensive side because we're basically in the fourth year with Jack, probably the, the, the second full year um, in, in our match system in terms of coverage or zone match. So we have a few more tools. Uh, a lot of these things our, our offensive guys are seeing for the first time because they don't see it commonly. They're not game planning for what we're doing on the defensive side as much as we're going out there and just playing what the calls are. Um, but to that point, that's how you handle something new. You go out there, you play the call, you use the techniques that's been given to you, and they should be able to handle pretty much what, what you're seeing. Um, now we have to learn how to do those things. And then just uh, quarterbacks, just what did you think of uh, Sam Jacoby in particular today? I, I thought it was pretty good. I know people say, oh, Sam had two, two interceptions. Well, on the first one he throws, he gets hit and gets sideswiped, and, and you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't complete the throw. The second one, the ball is tipped. You know, we, 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 we've got to be better than that. I thought he made some decisions that were really good. I thought the direction he threw the ball is where he's supposed to. Now his accuracy, he's got to bring that ball down a couple on some of the sideline throws that he had guys wide open. Um, I thought Jacoby handled it pretty good as well. Um, you know, a couple times he tried to force a couple balls in. Thank goodness those balls, you know, were incomplete. But, you know, overall, I think they're, they're both doing a good job. I think they're both showing that they're getting the grass. You know, we have a long ways to go. We're going to continue with it one day at a time. I apologize. I'm sure you talked about the fans being here and all that, but yes. I'm curious, like, some of the impact, do you, what do you hear from the players or see from them that you feel like is maybe a direct Im impact of having this kind of crowd here? Well, I think first and foremost is you see the energy levels up, obviously. Um, the guys are excited about it. Uh, you see that it, 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 it brings a, a liveliness to, to practice. Um, you know, one of the really neat things, and I, I went up to Chase and I said, hey, we're going to have the kickers going. Can you see if we can get the crowd going? And he went over and, and got the crowd into it, and that helps us. I mean, because it, it simulates to a degree what Joey's going to feel, what Mike's going to feel when they're out there kicking field goals and extra points. So to have them come in and have the fan base get involved in practice, it helps us. It, it brings, you know, a little bit of sense to what the live atmosphere can be like around here, and that's what's exciting for us. And then with Jamin, coming off that, the knee in the spring and – is he still, you still kind of working yes. his way back into getting to where he needs to be? And, and I don't know if you noticed, but what, what, what Jack has been doing is he's been using all different combinations of linebackers, um, you know, and, and working those guys primarily in the first and second bunches. Um, and it's been the same thing with our, if you notice, our nickel package, our Buffalo package. You know, they've mixed all sorts of combinations of DBs back there, too. You know, we're going to try and find the best set of guys and put them out there, but we also have to be very cognizant of what potentially could be matchups. I mean, there may be times where you see Benjamin line up inside, and other times, you know, it could, it could be Kendall on the inside, or it could be Danny, or, you know, or, or, or Wild Goose. It could be any, any number of guys could be inside playing that nickel position. And then we turn around and we go and say, well, we're going to play Buffalo, and you know, this week it could be Quan could line up as the Buffalo um, in, 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 you know, instead of Cam. Uh, it could it could it could be any number of, of combination of guys that could go down and, and play that position. So, Jack's got a, a, a great opportunity to see what what tools we have and what combinations can work best for us. After three days in pretty high heat out here, did you notice the guys little being a little bit tired, a little bit of dead legs? You did. You saw a little bit of it. Um, and, and but the thing that I saw mostly was the focus and attention near the end of practice. You know. Uh, we had a few too many mistakes. We had some illegal procedures. We had an offsides. Um, 
you know, we blew a couple coverages, we blew a couple routes, um, some assignments, and 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 that's what our guys have to understand is you got to build this callousness, this toughness to, to 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 fatigue and 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 the heat, and you know, coming out here and and that's where the fan base is important because now they get excited, they start cheering, the guys can get themselves refocused. I mean, like I said, I really appreciate, it. I really do, and, and and I hope the fans know how much you know they mean to us. Because we understand, and, and you know, and I've, I've I've said it before, you know, I've played here back in the day, and when th- this crowd gets going, it's about as good as any crowd in the NFL, if not the best. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app. You just heard from head coach Ron Rivera. Toby Altizer with you for another hour before we turn it over to Charlie and Dave. You want to call in 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. Or you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. So a couple things stood out. The big theme of the day out in Ashburn continues to be the number of fans. And you heard that over and over in that press conference, he starts it. He gets asked again. He gets asked about it at the end. You know, he gets asked about the fans a lot, and rightfully so. And he talked about the energy that the fans bring, and he talked about his time coming and playing in RFK and understanding how crazy and passionate this fan base can be. And now some of these players are starting to experience it. And I think that's what's beautiful. You know, we played a clip earlier today from Coach Ron Rivera when he was talking to the team in the team huddle after practice today saying, hey, guys, this fan base never left. Maybe they didn't show up, but they never left. Now go show them some love. And basically said, appreciate you guys coming out. And now they're starting to see that difference that is being made. I don't think a lot of the players understood that the difference that just change in ownership could make. And they're seeing it. A couple other things that stood out. He talked about... Turnovers on defense, and I like this. I like that he talked about this with Emmanuel Forbes, and I bet you this went seriously into the consideration when they were sitting in their draft room and they looked at Forbes and they looked at Christian Gonzalez because you have to look at what you're looking for. What do you want? What are you in need of? Could they have used an elite shutdown corner like Christian Gonzalez projects to be, like many people think he's going to be? Sure, absolutely. Why would you ever say no to a guy that can be a man-to-man guy on the outside? You can leave him over there and never worry about him. You would never say no to that kind of guy. But they looked at it and said, okay, 
we could use that, but we could also use a guy that makes some plays. And so think about the difference of a guy like a Trayvon Diggs and maybe a guy like, I don't know, Jair Alexander or Jalen Ramsey, where they don't necessarily always get the interception numbers. They kind of shut guys down. But think about Trayvon Diggs. You don't like throwing his way, and it's not because he's always covering guys like a blanket. It's because if you throw that way, it might be going the other way. And that's what Forbes is going to give this defense, and that fits the modern NFL so well. It does. If you were building a defense in general with old football rules, Christian Gonzalez probably makes some more sense because of the fact that you focus more so on stopping the other team. That's the ultimate goal of defense, right, is stopping the other team. But in the modern NFL, you can play perfect defense and have one slip-up, and they pick up 30 yards on a pass interference call. You can have something crazy go wrong, and you touch someone in the, at the wrong part of the field and just throw them off their route just a little bit. You know, first down. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to play defense these days that the modern way of playing defense is no longer about stopping people. It's more so about taking the ball away. And I fully understand that people get frustrated with this. The bend don't break defense. It's annoying. It can be super frustrating when teams just walk it down the field every single drive. But that's what the modern defense is. And so hearing Ron talk about that, he's looking at it and saying, this is what we need to improve on. We can stop teams. They've shown that they're able to at least slow teams down a little bit but they didn't have the turnovers. Think about how many more games they won. He mentioned this. Think about the couple more games they could win if instead of stopping a team and forcing a punt and starting with the ball in their own 30-yard line, how about if you get a pick and you're starting at the plus 40? How about if you cause a turnover and you're starting in plus territory? I like that philosophy because that's the modern NFL. Are you going to stop Joe Burrow and the Bengals? No. Are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? No. Are you going to stop Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? No. Even the game that you beat them in Philadelphia, the best game that Washington played last year to end their winning streak at the beginning of the season, they didn't score. It didn't stop them a whole lot. They just held the ball all game long. <laughs> That's what they did. But they didn't really stop them all that much. When they had the ball, they went down and scored. But if you can create turnovers, that can change the the entire complexion of a game. And so hearing him talk about it that way, I know Grant would love it, talking about analytics. I know Grant's a, Grant Paulson's a big analytics guy. We'll see how much more they involve analytics. But you look at that, and that's one of the ways that you can involve analytics. Turnovers are almost more important than being able to stop them in terms of giving up loads and loads of yards just because of the fact that offenses are so high-powered now and all the rules are leaning towards the offense. So you have to be able to turn the ball over or you're not going to win games. You're not going to be able to stop teams. And then looking at some of the other things that he said, he talked about Sam Howell. He was happy overall with his performance. Obviously talked about the pick to Forbes. Not a good decision. The one over the middle got tipped up in the air. Maybe could have been caught. Still not a great ball. 
but I agreed exactly with what he said, where the decision-making wasn't necessarily horrible. It was some of the touch and accuracy. You know, think about a corner route or a route down the sideline where you need to be able to layer a ball in or put a little loft on the ball, and he didn't necessarily always have that. A lot of his balls today were on a line, kind of lasered in a little bit more. Maybe some of that's being amped up with the fans. Who knows? But I think he'll improve on that. And then just a couple more things. Chase Young getting the crowd involved during kicks. Rivera mentioned walking over and talking to him about that. You'll see that clip on Twitter today. And that was really cool to see the crowd get involved in something like that. And that's something that you were missing last year when Chase wasn't with the team suited up. You know, you can't really run around and talk smack and try to get everyone riled up like he did before when you're not suited up and haven't played in a while and there's some frustration from the fan base and all these various things. But when 99's out there making plays, running around, letting his hair down, flying around, and he tries to get the crowd riled up, he does it. That's Chase for you. He brings a lot of energy, and he gets a lot of energy from the fan base. So that was really cool to see, and it's going to be interesting to see how much he can do this season. If he can stay on the field and stay healthy and make plays, and he can bring that energy, I think that can make a difference for the defense. And then the last thing you heard Chris Russell bring this up a little bit earlier today. You heard Ron Rivera asked about it at the end. It was hot out there. Very, very hot. But you didn't see lots of guys cramping and running over to the sideline as quickly as they could, hobbling over there to get some water and get stretched out by the trainers and all the various things you would usually see on a hot day. So you know what that tells me? It tells me this team is bought in. It tells me this team is ready to go. It's not like they ran an hour and 15-minute practice today that was all light stuff, jogging through things. No, they ran a two-hour practice, so it wasn't a short one. They ran a full practice, but people weren't cramping up. And so what that means is they came into camp ready. They came into camp ready to go. They came into camp with a mission to be a good football team this year and to be the best they can. They made sure to get in the extra work so that they could be ready to go. So you heard about the receivers and the quarterbacks going down to Florida and working out. Part of helping them get in shape, part of them getting chemistry together, making sure they get that step ahead, doing work outside of the facility. Those guys put in the work, and so that should give you confidence. If nothing else, these guys are going to work hard because they came into camp ready to go. Today is an easy example of a day that you probably should have been cramping up. Things could have gone a little bit awry. You know, you tap out of practice about a half hour early and say, call it a day because you're not feeling it that day. I'm out of shape a little bit. I'll use camp to get in shape. No, these guys all came in ready. There wasn't really a single guy that stepped off to the side that wasn't maybe a tweaked ankle or a tweaked knee or something. There weren't guys just standing off to the side for the heck of it because they were tired and it was hot out. So credit to the guys for coming out ready to go. It's going to be a fun one this year. I'm excited about this football team. We'll continue talking about the commanders. You want to hop in 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. One more segment talking about the Commanders, and I want to get into the Major League Baseball trade deadline coming up at 6 o'clock. But more Commanders football comes up next. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you for another 45 minutes or so before we turn it over to Charlie and Dave for Game 3 of the four-game series, Nationals and Mets. We'll transition into some baseball talk. 
or it's six o'clock. We'll talk about the trade deadline. Otani not getting moved. What's going to happen with the Nationals? We'll talk about that coming up at six o'clock. But last segment talking about the Commanders. I think overall what we saw today and what we've seen for the first couple of days, nothing crazy stands out. You know, there, there's no crazy storylines, but I think that's good. I think that it's fun to finally talk about this football team where we're just talking about football. You know, there's nothing that no, no player has been absolutely crazy. No one's gotten hurt. We don't have, I mean, I guess there is one storyline talking about a couple of the guys that, the flagship station being banned from training camp. But football is the overarching theme of training camp, and that's what it should be. You know, we've talked today. We didn't talk about stadium. We didn't talk about name. We've talked about football. That's how it should be. And I think that you look at this football team going forward, and I have high hopes for them this season. Not like, not like Super Bowl hopes. But I think that they should be better than last year. I really do. I think that the talent on this football team is very evident. Just watch the defensive line. Just watch them in one rep in practice and you notice it. With Allen and Payne and Sweat and Young. like It's so obvious there. And I, I talked about it earlier. I think that they're going to dominate football games this year. And I think that they're going to be the reason why this team can win some of its football games. Is that defensive line right there? And then the offense, you talk about the receivers. We've talked about them at length tons of times with McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel. And that's another thing that we haven't really seen a whole lot of or heard talked about a whole lot is Curtis Samuel. Be interested to see how he fits in. But I think there's plenty of talent on this football team, and they need to make sure that they can Come out ready to go. And one thing that we haven't talked about a whole lot today, though, is the DBs. One thing that I'd love for them to try to figure out a way to do before the season is if they could sign Cam Curl. I think that he is such a slept-on player. I think he's one of the most important players on that defense. I think if you were to rank most important players on the defensive side of the ball for the commanders, I think Allen and Payne would probably be one and two. And then right after that, I think it'd be Cam Curl. And if you don't believe me, go look up their stats and their record last year when Curl was on the field versus when he wasn't on the field. And it's a night and day difference. They're so much better with him on the field. And it's because he can do a lot of things. He can play down in the box. He can cover deep as a safety. He can cover guys if you need him to. Like He's got all the tools in the bag as a safety. And this is a guy that you need to reward at some point because he's a seventh rounder. He's a guy that hasn't had a big paycheck in the NFL. And I think you can maybe save a few bucks just because he's a seventh rounder. I don't know exactly what will happen with the contract negotiations, but I'd love to see if they could get something done with him because I think he's so slept on. But you got him and Forrest in the back. You've got talent there. And then that cornerback room, there hasn't been depth at corner for this team in quite some time, but they have it this year. Assuming that players don't get injured, which is the hope for everyone, you got Fuller back there as a veteran. You got Benjamin St. Juice. You got Emmanuel Forbes. You got Quan Martin. You got so much talent at corner. It's something that this team hasn't had in quite some time where the DB room looks really good. I saw Linnell tweet something out earlier today saying that controversial take here, but 
the DB room might rival the D-line room. And I wouldn't go that far. I don't know if I'd say that because you've got four first-rounders on that defensive line. But some of the depth is lacking a little bit. But you've got a lot of talent in that DB room. And so that's the thing that i like to see them do as well. They can sit more in that nickel look, which is kind of how the NFL does nowadays. But I like what they were doing where five up front, one linebacker, and five DBs. Get your strengths on the field. Cody Barton's a nice player, but I wouldn't say he's one of their best 11 if you're taking someone off. Same thing with Jamin Davis. One of those guys can be on the field, but I'm not taking a DB or a D lineman off. I'm interested to see what kind of a role Fedarian Mathis can play for this team. A second-round pick, which I think they were planning on using Fedarian Mathis in Deron Payne's role and letting him walk, but Deron Payne was so sneaking good last year that they had to pay him. So now he fits in somewhere in there, more of a run stuffer. But if that's the case, and you can have a run stuffer up the middle, and you can let Payne and Allen hunt the quarterback a little bit more, watch out. And that's not even including what you can get on the defensive ends with Young and Sweat. I mean, I've talked about them enough today. You've heard. But I think this defense can be special. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I think if they can work on a measured passing game where they can work on timing and shorter routes, I think that they can be very successful. They need to run the ball and continue to do that. But if you work on 8 to 10 yards, 6 yards, on those sort of timing routes, Sam Howell looked good on those today. And that's something that he was good at in the Cowboys game as well under Scott Turner was completing the ball when the ball was on time, hit the back of his drop, get the ball out. I think if you can have some of those and that kind of be the primary bread and butter of the offense, I think you could see them be very successful. Now, the key to that is you need to have a a decent run game, make them respect that, but you also have to have a deep passing game. You also have to have the threat of going deep so that not everyone's just creeping down into that 8- to 10-yard area like you saw with Alex Smith for all those years. He was solid, but they knew they were never going deep. So everyone just scooted up a little closer to the line of scrimmage, made all the short throws have to be a little bit shorter, and made all those intermediate throws super difficult. So they need to have a deep passing game. I think they will because Howell throws a pretty deep ball. And I think all three of your top receivers are good downfield threats. So we'll see about all that. I'm excited about this football season. I think that this team could be above 500. I don't know that they're going to compete for the division, but we'll see. I mean, if we know one thing about the NFC East, it's that theoretically the Eagles shouldn't win it next year. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the MLB trade deadlines coming up here pretty quickly the Nationals got some pieces they're going to move. There have also been some trades that have have happened and some that haven't. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 